Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents Third and Long, a weekly podcast about the National Football League, keeping you up to date on professional football. Now, here are your hosts, Aaron Hook and Nick Carlson. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. This is Third and Long, and today I'm joined by some of the lovely members of the Rowan Radio Sports Department, such as Aaron Hook, Sam Prince, and Justin Locke. Once again, here on Third and Long on December 6th. A lot of good games took place over this last week or so, specifically Thursday as well as Sunday. But just to jump right into it, we're going to start with the Monday Night Football Recap. So, the Saints and the Bucks and... I think it's safe to say, especially throughout the past couple of years that we've seen Brady with the Bucks, I'd say that the Saints have Brady's number. I mean, Aaron, would you agree with that? Because Tom Brady has not looked good at all against the Saints. I mean, it's kind of a different story in the last 30 seconds or so. He kind of turned it on and got that GOAT status back, but he's looked a little tough against the Saints. Yeah, no, they've uh, for sure given him some problems uh, you know, over his time in Tampa, and you know, I think obviously this year the the story with Brady is, you know, he's still got that quick release and everything, but uh, it's just him and the weapons have not been on the same page, and the Bucks' offense uh, is just without any sort of running game. So, you know, for Brady to go through that game struggling, like you talked about, the offense was also struggling, uh, just three points in the first half. Uh, you know, he he does what Brady does. He he kind of bails himself out. It's a chance to win the game, and obviously uh, we've come to know that that's usually a fatal mistake giving Brady any sort of time, and he goes out and does it again, uh, throwing uh, the go-ahead touchdown uh, with just moments left to Rashad White. And so, you know, the Bucks find a way to win this game, and they uh, attach a braid with Atlanta, uh, losing as well in a tight game that we'll get to later, but now they've actually opened up a two-game lead in the NFC South. And I think another winner from this game has got to be Eagles fans, Justin, because, you know, they've got, obviously, the Saints' first-round pick. And so the Eagles, the top two in the lead right now at 11-1, and one, they've got an MVP candidate in Jalen Hurts. All of a sudden, they're also looking at a top-five pick, potentially, in this upcoming draft. Yeah, I, I think the Eagles definitely benefited from that death, death. I mean, right now it's fifth. I could even get worse. I mean, I don't know. All to my mind, I don't know the Saints record, but I know they're worse. Than the so, the, so they're four nine now after last night. So who, right now, who's the is Texans the worst? Yeah, yeah. So it's Houston and then Chicago, and then actually it's funny. The next three pits uh, are actually all going to different teams because um, Seattle owns Denver's pit, the Eagles own the Saints' pit, and. Uh, who owns the Rams pick? The Lions. The Lions, yeah. Right, Detroit. The, the Texans are going to be up there, too, because of the Browns. So right. there's going to be a lot going on specifically there. But, I mean, Sam, just looking at that game, was there ever a doubt that you didn't think Tom Brady was going to come back? Because he's the GOAT, and we know that. But, like, you had to thought that when Godwin had that touchdown, or, or Kate Odd, excuse me, I was thinking, yeah, it's about to be another comeback. I mean, there there was never a doubt there, There's right? There's never a doubt. Did, did, does anyone really doubt this man anymore? <laughs> I knew, okay, they're going to win the game. They're going to come back 13-point deficit. They're slowly come back. I'm like, this is Tom Brady. This man does not age. He's going to win the NFC South and make a deep playoff run. I don't care that they're 6-6 six and six right now. They're going to make the playoffs and make a deep run. They may not have. 
Bruce Arians, last year's head coach. They may not have Gronk, but they have one man, and that man is Tom Brady. (laughs) (laughs) Did you argue with him? Well, I was going to say, Justin, just to shoot it over to you, I guess kind of Sam talked about it. Is is Brady back? Like, are the Bucks going to make a legit playoff run? I mean, every time we see Brady in the playoffs, he's. I mean, we always expect him to do the best. I mean, he's been to. He's won what seven Super Bowls. He's only lost two to both NFC East rivals. Well, three. He lost the Giants twice, and then the Eagles. So, I. I mean, every even last year, I thought they were going to beat the Rams going into that game, and then he did have a almost a comeback against the Rams. Unless I'm mixing up years here, but I. I, I mean, with this NFC South week, I mean, right now it looks like the worst division in the league. Uh, I do think they can easily make the playoffs, and then they're going to have to fight, but it's Tom Brady. You can't, you can't doubt him. So then, Aaron, here's my question to you. you got to think, especially in the NFC, it's a, definitely a weaker conference. It's the Eagles and the Cowboys. It was the Niners, but now the Jimmy Garoppolo injury kind of derails that. Can the Buccaneers beat the Eagles or the Cowboys? Well, you know, I, I think... In a scenario where I, I think they would almost prefer to play the Eagles because over the Cowboys, yeah, I'd rather I, play the Cowboys over no, the Eagles. I would say so. I don't know. I think I think it's pretty close. Um, Sam, you you would also you'd rather have Dallas than than Philly. You're agreeing with that? No, I actually would rather have Philly than Dallas. Yeah, I I think so. Why for the though? Bucks. Because, Just be, go ahead. See, I look at matchups like this. I think Dallas. As much as we all say, I love, I love to clown them. I love to say, oh, you know, they're going to choke the playoffs. Have you seen their pass rush? Micah Parsons is the this year's defensive player of the year, and there is no doubt about it. I will argue that I am one of the biggest Dallas Cowboys haters, but this team this year, they may not look like this firepower offense like maybe we thought they were going to be two, for the past two years, but they're this different kind of game. They're using Dak to his strength. They're using him as a game manager. They're using Pollard. They're using Zeke. And you know what? And, and it's looking like they're going to get Odell. Oh, my goodness. That's just, that's just, we're going to talk about that later. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't. He's seen with Parsons last night. Oh, that was, I was coming back from the rec center last night. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I was having a really good day, and I had to see that. But that's besides the point. If they get all those players, and who's, um, who's protecting Tom Brady this year? Nobody. They, isn't yeah. their whole offensive line hurt? Mm-hmm. Yep. And especially, I mean, Donovan Smith had like three offensive holdings uh, down the stretch of the game. But I'm looking at the stats right now. The Dallas Cowboys lead by seven, or eight sacks, excuse me, over the second place in team stats with 45 sacks. They also leave in tackles and assists, and the Eagles are nine sacks behind them. So definitely a huge pass right there. But for Justin, I mean... You want to face the Eagles? You want to face the Cowboys? If you're Tom Brady and the Buccaneers? I, I say he wants to face the Eagles. I mean, the pass rush, Michael Parsons, as Sam said, clearly defensive player of the year. If not, he's going to be top two, top three. So I think if I'm Tom Brady with a weaker offensive line than in the past, it's going to be rough against Michael Parsons especially and the rest of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, it's not just Parsons. I think you know, you've got a guy like Demarcus Lawrence off the opposite edge, six sacks this year. Uh, you've got Dante Fowler, who is kind of like a, you know, like a rejuvenation project, former first-round pick. Cowboys picked him up. He's got five sacks this year. Um, and then, obviously, Parsons with 12. But they also move him all around, right? He's not just a guy who comes off the edge. Obviously, you know, he's, you know, a majority of his snaps are pass rush snaps, but he also lines up 
maybe as a guy looking like a mite in some defenses, and then all of a sudden he'll just come right up the yeah. middle. So, you know, I think for a guy like Brady, I, I think he might be better at picking that stuff apart rather than, you know, trying to test, um, you know, the, the, the Dallas secondary. So it's like I, I feel like you'd almost rather have a Philadelphia team that, you know, again, I, I think on the opposite side, if you want to talk about defensively for the Bucks, they haven't been really that great at stopping the run. But I think, you know, when you went to Philly, their weakness defensively, I would say is stopping the run at this point. Now there's, you know, waiting to still get some guys back. But I think if you're Tampa, the lack of a running game that you've had for the majority of the year, I think playing Philly guys would kind of give you an opportunity to open it up a little bit, Sam. So I think that's another kind of reason why they'd maybe rather see the Eagles, who obviously have been like the most dominant team in the league this year. Might sound a little crazy to say, but I think a lot of people are kind of catching on to the idea that Dallas may be really the team to beat in the NFC because of that, you know, fantastic pass rush. You know, Aaron, I do think that the Cowboys Christmas Eve are going to cause the Eagles a lot of pressure this that's year. Gonna be a great that, game. That's game of the year right yeah. now because that that's is. for the division. It's got so. it right all over it. I'm going to say this right here. The winner of that game is going to be in the NFC Championship. That's that's totally fair. I would fair, agree with I that. Yeah, I would agree with yeah. that. As that as a Giants fan, that would be like, who do I root for for that game? Yeah. <laughs> who do you root for? Because I mean, the Cowboys are probably the hate the most hated one. For me. I have never seen the Cowboys win in my lifetime. Oh, but I've seen the Eagles win. Yeah, and I, and I just—it's just so fun making fun of both teams, <laughs> especially since like the Eagles only won like what four years ago. Yeah, so I, it's it comes at least a little bit more fresh. But just to look towards the other side of the ball, talk about the Saints. I mean, they're four and nine right now. And I mean, Justin, if you're the GM of the Saints, you don't have a first round pick. No. Your team is struggling right now. You have a new head coach. You can't trade up for Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, so what do you do? I mean, there's so many options to make here, and you don't have a lot to kind of deal with. I mean, being 4-9, and nine, I would say if you can't get a top quarterback prospect, then, I mean, defensively, of course, they're giving up more points than they're scoring, so, I mean, you could go after a good defensive option, maybe in the second round, but I, the Saints are looking rough, to be do honest. Do you stick with Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston? I think they have promise. I think James Winston shows promise a little bit, and then he goes on a 15 interception, 15 uh, touchdowns. So, or yeah. But I just, I think Andy Dalton was obviously a good quarterback a while, like a good while ago. He's definitely decent. He's not bad, but I don't think that's like a good franchise look. Obviously, they're both. I mean, Dalton's in his 30s, I assume, and Winston's probably close to that, if not yeah. already there. So then, Aaron, for you. If you're the GM of the Saints, I mean, do you get rid of Kamara? Do you kind of start pushing other pieces around like Michael Thomas and try to open things up? Because you can't get a first-round quarterback right now, so right. what's the plan? Yeah, well, I think that's kind of been the conversation with the Saints also is is like the restructuring of these huge contracts and how they've been able to pay everybody. And obviously there's been discussions for at least a couple years now of, of Kamara going elsewhere and, you know, a guy like Michael Thomas, who obviously hasn't played much over the last couple of seasons. Um, so, yeah, I think maybe you do look to move some of those bigger, you know, contracts. And defensively, I think there's also, um, you know, conversations to be had there about some veterans getting moved. A guy like Chris Harris in the secondary at safety or Marcus May opposite of him. Bradley Roby's a veteran corner. 
so they have a lot of pieces that they could move and kind of free up some money, reset a little bit. Uh, but again, the quarterback situation is is definitely a mystery right now with the Saints. Obviously, they're rowing with Dalton as of now, and he hasn't played terribly. Um, he's actually done a pretty decent job uh, keeping them in games, made some nice throws. So I think Andy Dalton for now to ride out the rest of the way with is is perfectly fine. Uh, and they have found a, a stud receiver in uh, rookie Chris Olave. He looks awesome. So I think they're going to have pieces moving forward. But, yeah, the quarterback situation is certainly their biggest question mark. And, like, some people are like, oh, well, you know, you can just, like, kind of have Taysom Hill rotate in there, who also catches a touchdown in this yeah. game, by the way. It's like, how is this guy, like, how is he playing on the outside as a, as a receiver, catching a touchdown, and then he's also, like, a quarterback, and he's, like, a, a super bad. It's crazy what this guy does. I wonder what you'd get for him in a trade. But Taysom Hill? Yeah. Like, like, could you get a fourth-round pick for him? Yeah, I think he yeah, had late third. So you think th- you could for Taysom Hill? He's thirty-two, but, but he's obviously you trade him to like a t- what? What team would? What team is he best fit? I think if you put him on the Bills, it would be crazy, or like the Niners. I think Niners. If you put him on like a team who knows how to utilize those guys, that would be crazy. Well, the Niners do need a quarterback. Now. Yeah, I think we'll get into Brock Purdy in a, in a little bit. But yeah, are you guys really giving up on Brock Purdy right away? I, I'm, no, I'm not. not. Everybody is. I'm not, I'm not giving up on him. I'm, I'm just a, saying. I, I saw him. I saw him get drafted. I want to. I'm rooting for Brock. No, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you can't. Um, the guy who steps into a situation like that, and we've been really high on the Niners, Nick. I've uh, been really high yeah, on the like Niners. Ever I since just, the McCaffrey yeah. trade, their stock has really kind of gone up. But now I just the conversation is, um, you know, Sam, like, do they really have a legit shot now without without Jimmy G? And Ted Brock Purdy really kind of, as a rookie, seventh-round pick, last pick in the draft, Mr. Irrelevant, they call him. Can he step into the spotlight here and lead this Niners team, you know, whether it's a deep playoff run? I think for him, if he could even get to an NFC title game, that would be huge. Well, I'm going to have a follow-up question for Sam uh, based off of his answer. So what do you think for Brock? All right, Brady? all right. Let me go NFC playoff picture. And we're talking about Brock and the Niners outlook. Because I think for everyone in the studio right here knows what I'm about to say. <laughs> What's that? So I am a big Brock fan. I saw him get drafted in Vegas. I'm rooting for him. It would be a cool story, mystery, relevant. He didn't play that bad. I don't have the stats right in front of me. We'll get it a little later in the show. I think he was 25-37 for like 200 yards and a touchdown yeah, or something. Yeah. So and not bad. Look, through two touchdowns, 25-37, nits on the nose there, 210 passing yards. Did he throw a pick? Uh, he did. Okay. He played he did. well. I didn't. I didn't see the pick. I, I don't know. He yeah. played well against a very good Dolphins team. I not. I was not. I did not get to watch the game, but I just watched the highlights. Did not get to watch it live. If Brock can be a game manager, they can make it to the NFC Championship because this team is so talented. But the word is get to the NFC Championship. Are they going to win the NFC Championship? No. So here's what I'll say. You and know I'll, what I'm going to say. Uh, I, I'll say. I'll pose this to Justin too. If I just said two words, and those words were a name that was Baker Mayfield, what would that name think to you for the Niners? No, absolutely not. Why? Baker Mayfield makes your team worse. I can confirm this with the Browns. You are a Browns fan. You you had a team with Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, (laughs) Austin Hooper. Would you like me to go on more rants about the Browns? And what did he do? Yeah, he got them to one playoff win. You had a roster like that, 
and didn't win the Super Bowl, or you not, not even win, get to the AFC Championship game. <laughs> it's usually this is a target at me, Sam. But. When they should have beat the Chiefs that year, because unfortunately of Mahomes' injury. Yeah. And how did Baker perform in that game? Because he didn't when the sh- well. huh? He didn't perform well. Because when the lights shine highest and break on Baker in the pros, he is not a good NFL quarterback. He is a bona fide backup quarterback. The man has more commercials than career wins. <laughs> I am a big fan of the progressive t- per- Baker Mayfield commercials. Look, great guy off the field now. But unfortunately, if I was the 49ers and John Lynch, I would say absolutely not. Because what has he brought? And how did, th- you know, you're, 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 you're a Browns fan. And look, I can't, not, this is not a good example, but which Jacoby Brissett? Would you would you rather have Jacoby Brissett or Baker Mayfield? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, that's tough. I, I, as a leader, I will take Baker Mayfield. As a player, Jacoby Brissett, I think, is just a little bit better. I mean, granted, Baker Mayfield went eleven and five with the Browns. Jacoby Brissett went four and or three and seven. So I think that that's something that you can look at. I think that they're very similar. I think Baker. The game plan has to be tended for him. You saw that with the run game. You saw that with the RPOs. But I mean, Justin, for the Niners, you would get that with Kyle Shanahan. So does that kind of step into, hey, maybe if if we kind of go to Baker's strengths here, we still have a very good offense around us. We can make something here. Or do you stick with Brock Purdy? I mean, if you bring in Baker Mayfield, if he performs like how he has in, in recent, I don't think they would make a close run. I mean, you you could you could sign him. You could put him in first half, first half of the first game, and see how he does. Because Brock Purdy, obviously, with the title Mister Irrelevant, people are going to say, "Oh, he's not going to perform." But Baker, we've seen in front of our eyes, not perform well, even with Odell, with Jarvis, with many. Like, I mean, obviously, the Panthers not as great as that at a uh, Cleveland team yeah. when they were there. But I mean, I don't think Baker should be out the league or anything. I think that he should be on a team. So. if if 49ers are looking for a quarterback, they should probably take him, I think. So in terms of another quarterback, we're going to talk about some of the games from this past weekend, specifically on Sunday, specifically in the 1 o'clock window, specifically in Minneapolis for Aaron Hook. I mean, I think Mike White looked pretty good. I mean, I don't know. Zach Wilson was inactive. I think from at least the highlights I watched, Mike White as of right now is better than Zach Wilson. What uh, do you say? Oh, it's not even close. I mean, it's not even close. Like, And, you know, he um, definitely did not play as well as he did uh, a week ago against Chicago. I mean, he was just on fire all day. Um, he got out of the gates a little bit slow, and the Jets, they they ticked five field goals uh, before they finally converted for six in the red zone. Red zone line. Five field goals, including he actually broke the franchise record. Now the 60-yarder. So they really couldn't get anything going inside the end zone. They couldn't get it into the end zone. Or the red zone, I should say. They couldn't get it into the end zone for six. And so, you know, the defense did a much better job in the second half. Dave might want a chance to keep them in the game. Um, And Darren Wilson was, again, all over this game, which he has been as of late. He's been just incredible. Uh... So, yeah, I think Mike White attitudes in this offense way better than Zach Wilson. Uh, I think his pocket presence is way better. Gets rid of the ball in the blink of an eye. Meanwhile, Zach Wilson loves to hold on to the ball. Um, 
and just create chaos, basically. Mike White is all about, you know, that timing and rhythm that the Jets want to, you know, use in that type of offense. Because you've seen, he actually was quoted, he said he wants to play quarterback like, like, like a point guard. He wants to spread the ball around, get the ball to the hands of his playmakers. And I think he did another really good job of that on Sunday. And the Jets, again, you know, with how badly they played on, offensively in the first half and the way the Vikings were looking offensively in the first half, the Jets' defense is obviously the strength of the team, but they weren't looking too hot uh, through a half. Jeff Olbrich really you know, had to rally his guys, and so for them to actually have a chance to win that game in the final drive was pretty pretty crazy to me, and it shows that when their defense gets locked in, they, they can legitimately carry them through games, and they have done that so far this year. So before we hop into the Vikings talk, is Zach Wilson's time with the Jets done? And this I, could be for I, everyone, too. I honestly... He's your second-round pick from last well, year. Well, what do you... Okay, so what do you mean by that? Do you, do you mean he'll never see the field as a Jet? No. no I, like, ever? I mean, if Mike White has another good three games, I mean, you have to think Zach Wilson's never going to be a now, starter for it. The, the plan is, according to Salah, uh, to get him back on the field this year. But does that mean... Like, I don't really get why, how you can say that. So, but then it just because feels like that you're punishing just, Zach Wilson. To me, to me, that just means they're waiting for Mike White to have a bad day. Yeah. And, like, how do you just say that about your Because what if he doesn't starter? have a bad game? Like, let's say they go to the playoffs. I mean, let's say he pulls Nick Foles and I mean, goes to the win, championship. Right. What happens? That. Don't talk about that. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, 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 don't speak let's, to that assistance. Let's <laughs> say that happens. I mean, you got to think, Zach Wilson's getting traded. Who's going to want him? I mean, he hasn't looked that good. Yeah. He hasn't been a team guy. I mean, if the Jets win five of their last yeah. sits here and— Mike White wins them a playoff game. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think Dan Wilson's done. I think right now he's kind of treading water just because there is the possibility of Mike White either, you know, just kind of sticking it up one week or just not having a good half and whatever. Maybe the Jets are getting blown out. And they put Wilson back in to see what he can do, but uh, it's tough right now. I would say right now, no, there's still a chance that he can get back on the field and prove himself. But Justin, like, it's kind of a, a weird situation because, again, you've got him winning in the wins here, but you're winning right now with Mike White. So, like, you know, Salah made the decision a couple of weeks ago to bend Zach Wilson. Clearly showed that the team was at the top of his priority list. Um, but it does seem like there's kind of like an agenda where they're really just, you know, they want to see what Zach Wilson can do really trying to give him one final shot. But I don't know if you can afford to do that right now if you're the Jets, right? No, I even even on Sunday's game, I going into that last drive, if, if Barrios would have caught that, I mean they would have most likely won that game. Yes. We, we would be sitting here saying that they beat the the ten and one Vikings. Right. That we'd, right. Be, we'd be saying there's no chance Zach Wilson wouldn't but I mean even if I mean he still had three hundred sixty nine yards on Sunday. I mean thirty one fifty seven. I mean could be could be a little bit more more efficient, but I, I still think he had a, a solid game. I mean, it obviously he didn't have a touchdown, but I mean, Garrett Wilson had a good game. I mean, if he would have got that fourth down play and would, he would have caught it, I mean, we would right. have a different story right now. I think something that we have to look at as we're going to kind of fade away from the Jets here, we were talking about for the Buccaneers, who do you not want to play, the Eagles or the Cowboys? What I don't realize, or especially what I didn't remember, because you never hear much about it, the Vikings are in between the two. The Vikings are 10-2 and two right now. So, Sam, why do you think 
that we're always talking, oh, the Cowboys are looking really good. Oh, the Eagles are looking really good. And the Vikings are always at the bottom. So why do we think that the Vikings don't really get the love that they should really deserve at 10-2? and two? I want to tell you why. Because the Viking, they, the media, a lot of people, not the media, a lot of people like myself, I'm going to, I'm not putting myself in the media. That's, I should not have said the media. But <laughs> um, hopefully one day I'll be there. Hopefully all of us will be there. We have this notion of that. Kirk Cousins is not going to finish in the playoffs, that he can only perform at 1 o'clock. But how did he perform on Thursday night Thanksgiving football against the Patriots? Yes, the Patriots aren't a, aren't a good team, but if he can't perform in a primetime game— They have and a great, great defense. They have yeah. a very good defense. It's still Bill Belichick. So. Yeah. It is still Bill Belichick. Do I think the Patriots are good? No, I do not. But different story for another day. Yeah. Look, the Vikings, they're going to give you trouble. But we saw them against the Cowboys. Their only two losses of the year are against the Cowboys— and the Eagles. So That's two why. very good teams. And they got blown out by both of them. Yep. So. I wouldn't say blown out by the cow by the Eagles. They got their butts kicked. Yeah, I think it was like forty to three, and then I think they lost what thirty five ten or something to the Eagles. So twenty four seven. So they only but, put up seven points. But do you do you see in a rematch that they beat one of those teams and they don't get their you know? <sighs> Yes. Yeah. It's, it's tough. I mean Minnesota, you know, obviously the thing with them is that no one is going to be able to match up with with Jefferson. Um, you know the Jets threw DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner at him, and yet like you know he didn't have a crazy game or anything, but he you could see that he was in control of the game. The referees clearly give him leeway, which I mean to be completely fair, I'm fine with because I think he's earned that um, as arguably the top receiver in the league, and he does play physical for a steadier guy. Um, and so, like, you know, he's going to draw a lot of contact and stuff. But, you know, for Minnesota, I think Sam's right. I think a big thing that people are going to look at here uh, is Kirk Cousins' kind of resume. Nick, and that, like, he's never really come through in a big spot. And I think that is going to be something that, you know, holds people back from really believing in Minnesota. So... Go ahead, sir. Are you really saying Joseph Jefferson is are you? Well, okay. He is the best receiver. All right, in fine. The, we'll call him the best receiver in the league. Okay. I think that all right, so what holds me back on Justin Jefferson being the best wide receiver in the league, like look at how many targets he gets. I, I could guarantee it's like Michael yeah. Thomas. Well, like, and then, uh, he, he's basically in the exact role that Cooper Cup was yeah, last year. Yeah, Cooper had, Cup, Cooper, would you say Cooper Cup it was the best wide receiver last year? Yes, absolutely. because of the targets. Would you he's say Cooper Cup round. right now is the best receiver? No, because he's hurt. No, but I'm saying if he played. Like, do you say that, no, like, like athletically gifted? Is Cooper Cup the best no, receiver? No, not. But he was last year. Uh, I think I think you you can't say he was not the best receiver. No, he, he was. But I, I still look at the targets, and I'm like, if you're I the did, best. It's kind of like a weird conversation to have. Like, are you the most productive receiver exactly. in the league? Yeah, or are you, like, about. the freakiest athlete? Would you, you know rather I mean? be the freakiest athlete? Well, it depends. Like, I look at freakiest athlete, I'm like, Sometimes Calvin Johnson. Sometimes the two come together, and it's, oh. it's like, it's yeah. crazy. Johnson. Right. Like Julio Jones in his prime Julio. would be the best. Right. But like that's just because of who they were. Cooper Cup, I mean, he just gets the ball. I think it's the same thing with Justin Jefferson. But looking ahead towards uh, Kirk Cousins' former team, so the Washington Commanders. I mean, the Giants and the Commanders play as Sam is now holding his head. I mean, <laughs> the Giants start off hot. And Justin, I'll go to you first before I go to Sam. The Giants start off good, kind of fall apart, and Taylor Heineke's come out of nowhere, and they tie. So I feel like if you're the Giants here, you kind of have to get it together here, and a tie, I feel like, kind of hurts you because you had the game in your hand the whole time and you couldn't pull it off. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, going into that game, I thought the Giants were going to win it. I, I even thought, I mean, I know it was a 60-plus yard, I think, on that last kick yeah. and going into the end of overtime. But to, to know that it was only 20-20, to 20, I thought the Giants were going to score at least 30 against them. And to know that we're sitting here 20-20 tie, it's definitely concerning with the Commanders and Giants both tying, obviously. They're both third and fourth. I mean, well, yeah, both the last two teams in the NFC East. I mean, the fight, the Giants, I mean, a couple weeks ago we would have said maybe Giants could be the one, the two, but at this point they're going to have to fight for three and get that maybe that last playoff spot. So, Sam, before I go to you, I'm, I'm going to make a confession because no one else, at least that I could think of, that uh, we've had on third and long is a Giants fan. I have, I refuse to watch the Giants games. Why? I could not name a wide receiver on the team, as well as I know Saquon and Daniel Jones. I think it's fantastic what Brian Dable is doing. I just don't know how they're winning games. So you I know, think Nick, it's a miracle sometimes to win some of those that's games. That's it. So it, for for you, I mean, it's got to get a little tough here for the playoffs. I mean, you tie against the Commanders and Taylor Heineke. What does this do for the playoff hopes? It means that the Sunday night football game in two weeks. Against the Commanders, right? Yeah, is the season. If you win that game, you are in the playoffs and you are the seventh seed. Because let's pull the seeds right now for the playoffs. You have in the currently in the NFC, your sixth seed is the New York Football Giants, and your seventh seed is the Seattle Seahawks, who currently have the tiebreaker over the Giants because of they beat them earlier in the year. So if you lose to the Commanders once and you tie and you lose to the Seahawks, you're going to have to win out. And frankly, I'm not quite sure if the Giants are going to do that no, due, they, to, due to injuries. At Minnesota and at the Eagles, two of their last three games. Who, the Giants? Yep. But the Eagles could also be resting their starters. Okay, that's fair. That could be true. No, I don't think so at because the Vikings are 10-2 and two right now. Yeah, but they well, also have the tiebreakers. The tiebreakers. But let's just talk about this game. There are at least 10 times I can count of Time the Giants should have won that game. Graham Gano should not be at all his fault for losing that game. Look, I'm a big Graham Gano fan. I'm going to pull some bias out of this. But you you look at that Darius Slayton drop going into I believe with towards the end of the game when Brian it was first and ten, a little over ninety second ninety seconds left. They would have put them in prime field goal range. But nope, Darius Slayton has to drop it. And then the terrible play calling in that drive by Brian Dable. I am a huge Daves fan, but that drive was awful play calling. They were just shooting. Does he call the offensive plays? No. He doesn't. It was really? Kafka. Wow. I thought he called the offensive plays no. the whole time. I didn't know that. No. So what does he do? Is he just like the Sirianni? He just kind of walks around and hypes everyone up? I Like a little bit? or Oh, but I mean, they're both in the coach of the year conversation, but so yeah. now I, it works. Look, for Brian Dable, for this team to even have seven wins is crazy to think about. Look, this is not a Joe Shane Brian. I know I'm going on a tangent right here. This is a <laughs> this is a Joe. This is not a Joe Shane Brian Dable roster. This is a Dave Gettleman roster, yeah. and Dave Gettleman is a top three worst GM of all time. The fact that Brian Dable has his team in the playoff conversation is a W. Because this just means the future is bright. So when the Giants have playmakers at wide receivers who can catch the ball when it's reliable, yes, I'm a big Slayton fan, but sometimes it's every year against Washington, he drops some important ball. Last year, Thursday night football, wide open touchdown pass. Drops it. This year, wide open catch to steal the game. Drops it. 
It's like every time he plays the commanders, he has his drop that he needs to have. It's always a wide open. It's not even some contested one-on-one. It's the same thing every year. It's rinse and repeat. But on the outlook of the game, Sorry, I went on super rants on that. <laughs> I know the listeners out here are like, oh, yeah, bring some energy. <laughs> of course, Aaron. Yeah. Still but waking it's, up. I, I, I am not. I, I, I was for sure the Giants make the playoffs. The only way they're making the playoffs is the seventh seed. So before Sam loses his mind, we're going to take a step off the Giants uh, and the Commanders game. Big game coming up in two weeks. Uh, that game got flexed, mm-hmm. I think, right? I will, so, and I will be there. So, in FedEx Field, of course. Wow, wow. the okay. drive, Making the drive. It's, what is that? Like only like an hour and a half, two hours from here. Two, I actually have a family bar mitzvah in that weekend. There you go. So it kind of works out. I was going to go to that game anyway. Yeah. At one o'clock, I'm like, it, I better not get flexed. It's Saturday at four. See how far Landover is. I think I'm going to say it's probably about two and a half hours. Why are you making a trip with me? Honestly, I was kind of want to go. It was in FedEx Field, the worst field. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. Remember the thing with Hertz a couple of years yeah. ago? Yeah, the the stadium. I kinda, yeah, I'm excited to go. Me and my brother are going. So you're s- kind of like spot on. Like it's two hours, 34 minutes from glass. So I'm I'm coming back probably Sunday night, sleeping in my dorm, taking my last file the next day, and then coming home. Ooh, Wait, what day is the game? Sunday night. No, like what day? Do you know what the day is? I believe it is the 18th. Let me see. Okay, team. Maybe I'll make an appearance. I'll see you there. Nick Carlson, I think uh, Kyle's wow. house is... 18. Kyle Hoos is, is showing up. I think he Hoos is making right. an appearance. Do we get a third and long field trip to Landover? Yeah, we do, do a game from the are, press are, box in FedEx Field. You guys in? <laughs> Justin, Justin you come in? on, man. Justin, Let's do it. So, if I had the transportation, I'll go. We got to see what the third and long producers are going to fund us for. <laughs> but, uh, so just moving ahead uh, towards... Uh, not only the AFC West, but moving towards the AFC North. I mean, Deshaun Watson made his return for Cleveland. So this one personally strikes with me. Uh, but I want to see what you guys think. For Personally, for me, Deshaun Watson he hasn't played in 700 days. I knew that he wasn't going to look good. I, he looked horrible in the beginning. He kind of got it together. Uh, but the Browns are a running team. Their defense bailed them out, which is something they haven't done all season. But, I mean, Aaron, for you... Did Deshaun Watson do anything to kind of stand out and kind of put the Browns moving towards a hump? Or uh, you know, I, I did. I think seven hundred days. So it, be nice. Okay. Yes, that's that is fair. Now, if we're being completely fair here, it's not like he has to throw the football in seven hundred days. And some of those throws he was making were were pretty rough. It yeah. looked like he had really touched a football in a while, but. I doubt that's the case. He's obviously been practicing with the team for a couple of weeks now. So, you know, I mean, that pity throws, uh, Jalen Petrie just completely fools him. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and that disguised coverage was looking to the back of the end zone, I think, for Amari Cooper, and he just didn't see Petrie there. So, you know, the interception was bad. He had a couple of pretty bad throws, but I think, you know, I, I mean, obviously, um, the Browns are hoping that, you know, when he does hit his stride, uh, it can turn their offense into, you know, one of the very best in the league. And I think there is a shot of that because with Cooper there and the run day being as good as it is, like, you know, I think if Washington step in there and even be maybe half of what he was two years ago because he was fantastic in 2020 with Houston – so, like, even if he could just, by the end of this year, look like half of that quarterback, uh, I think the Browns could go into that year thinking that, 
They've got a guy that even if he's not this all world, you know, like top three, top five guy, um, they've definitely found a guy that elevates their ceiling a little bit with, with Watson. So, so before we head into Overreaction Tuesday, my question for Sam and Justin, and I want you to think long and hard about this one because the Browns right now they sit at four and seven. They have a eight percent chance to make the playoffs. This is their next coming schedules. It goes the Bengals, the Ravens. The Saints, the Commanders, and the Steelers. And I don't know if you saw, but Lamar Jackson is out for three weeks. He's a sprained PCL. Joe Burrow has never beat the Browns. So you're about to play the Bengals, the Ravens, and the Saints. Do you think that there's a chance that the Browns can make the playoffs at 4-7? and at four and seven? They'd have to win out with Deshaun Watson. Sam, I'll go to you first. You know, I've thought of this before, Nick. I think it's possible, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're going to be the eighth seed if they win out. I just think personally, I think the Chargers are going to end up with more wins, and I think the Raiders are going to end up with more wins. The Raiders? Well, I'm going to say the Raiders are hot, baby. What? Raiders, Raiders have won hot. three in a row. Raiders, and let's look at <laughs> let's look at this. The Raiders' schedule right here. Yeah, they, yeah. you got to play the Chiefs again, right? Yeah, I they mean, got the Niners and Chiefs to end the year, but they do have the Rams this week, and they host the Patriots. That's that's probably, two wins. That's probably a winnable game. Well, that's cool. I wouldn't. I wouldn't chalk the Patriots up as an auto win, but I'd say Bill Belichick knows game. McDaniel's. He, but McDaniel's they knows Belichick. That is, that is well, true. Wow, yeah, he knows he, Belichick, yeah. and guess what? The master of the Apprentice. Uh, there. How has Belichick done against his former coordinators in the past? That's a great question. Not too good. I don't know the exact record. Well, let's see here. I also just got a notification uh, that the Cowboys reportedly fear that Odell Beckham Jr. hasn't fully progressed from his torn ACL. That's why they are hesitant on I, signing I, him. I'm going to say this, and you know, I'm a big Odell fan. I don't think Odell should play on an NFL team this year. Why? I don't think he's ready enough. I want him to rest. Yeah, honestly, I, I really, agree. Justin, What's you it? think that's t- that Odell? <sighs> see, I would like to see him play, obviously, but... He's I, got two ACL tears. He, he definitely should sit out. I, think, I, the rest of the I think he should sit out and wait. If you sign up the Giants, you, you have the contract. You're there next year. Why are you going to risk yourself being injured again when you can f- get fully healthy and the Giants can get a wide receiver in the draft to pair up with you? So then, really quickly, because you talked about the, the Raiders and the Chargers. Who do you think gets in, the Raiders or the Chargers? Because the Chargers have, like... Okay, but they're dealing with a monstrosity amount of injuries. So who do you think gets in, the Raiders or the Chargers? I'd like to see Herbert in the playoffs, but I mean Aaron, the Raiders, like you talked about, they've won three straight. Yeah, I I do. Well, okay. I don't even know the Raiders won three straight. Yeah, I, I, I well, okay. Well, again, overreaction Tuesday, they, they've got just two guys who are going berserk right yeah. now on, on offense. Um, and so the Chargers, they're hosted the Dolphins, then they're hosting the Titans back-to-back here. So that's not easy. Then they go at Indy, they host the Rams, and then they go to Denver. So those are three very winnable games at the end of the year. Well, um, is Tua playing next week? Yes, he's playing. Uh, yeah. 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 Ooh, okay. that would, uh, that would. I mean, they started him when he had a concussion, so I, I feel like they're yeah, going to true. regardless. Yep. Um, I... I like the Chargers. I would I would made. say the Chargers just because I think Herbert is going to be less prone to making mistakes in, in those big games down the stretch than, than Derek Carr. I also have a good overreaction for the Chargers too, but Sam, Chargers or Raiders? 
don't know. I don't know. That's that's I'm, quite the answer. Ju- you know, come back to me. Come back. All to right, me. Justin, Chargers or Raiders? I want to go Chargers. I think the last five games, if they somehow win that Miami or Tennessee game, I think they can win out the last three: Indianapolis, Rams, and uh, Broncos. So, yep. I mean, I I'm not going to take the Raiders out. I mean, they've won three straight. They could win a couple more. I mean. It's just, I think it's safer pick if I had to say right now. I think the Chargers. You know what? Everyone's going off the Chargers. I was feeling this before. You also got to keep in mind the Raiders are winning three games without Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. And also, I'm going to say this. I think the Raiders are going to make the playoffs and they're going to have the seventh seed over the Chargers. Because you look at their schedule, they play the Rams. That's a win. Yeah. You play the Patriots. I'm going to count that as a win. You play Steelers. I think that's a win. That's three wins right there. Okay, maybe they lose against the 49ers. Okay, that's three and one right now. You have the Chiefs last game. If they the Raiders have, do play pretty decent. They play the very well against the Chiefs. They but do. let's talk about one thing. Patrick Mahomes could be out for the game. They could have the one seed. Yeah, but I think my thing stopping me and believing that players are going to rest is because when you have the one seed, it could be lost at any time because there's only one bye. I think if, that's the thing If it's that, locked, yeah. they're winning that game. Yeah. But also, I don't... If if it's locked, they're winning the game. But I still see the Raiders maybe pulling up upset against the Niners. Somehow in their schedule, they're going to go 4-1. and one. Yeah. That's my bold, what's one of my bold takes I have. Peter Schrager and I believe that together. <laughs> we, 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 we didn't confront about that. Maybe, I don't know if it comes true, you know, we'll send it to him or something, hopefully. So, with about 10 minutes left to go or so, uh, we're going to hop into Overreaction Tuesday. So, just looking at some of the overreactions, as you can tell, they were written by our one and only Jets fan, Aaron Hook, because the one that highlights it is, <laughs> the Jets have the best defense is in the that, NFL. Is that far-fetched? It's not. That's far fetched, dude. It's not. Did they have the best corner in the league? I would put the Niners and the Cowboys over the Jets. They've won of. They have won. I have won top of five. The top fact five. that you wrote the Jets have the best defense How in the NFL. Dude, they're in consideration. Yeah, no, in, in consideration. Oh I would my say, god. I would say the Niners and. Would you say the Niners have a better defense than the Jets? Yes. I mean, I you're going to tell me Michael Parsons. I would Parsons. say the front seven is better. I think the Jets have a better seven there. Oh. You think that Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs alone is not? No, and Demarcus not a, Lawrence, late, late, late Van I mean, it's, it's close. I think Dallas is is uh, a fantastic defense. I think their pass rush. Now, to be fair, the Jets have had a pretty dead good pass rush this year, yeah. also. So it's like True. the Jets really don't have a, a weak spot defensively. Um, I just I, 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 third best defense. Can, I, can we can we say that they are the most complete defense? Maybe they don't have the star power. That Dallas has. I wouldn't even agree with no, that. I, I'd think, say, I think the most complete defense. I'd say the Niners. Yeah, don't no. say like the Dolphins or something. The, who, uh, who do you think? Fully healthy? We're talking about? You ready to say the Bills? The Eagles. The Eagles. Okay, the Eagles. The Eagles are up there the too, Eagles, yeah. I, I'd say the Jets are top five. The Jets are very All good. Right, they're five, keeping them five, in the games. Five. I don't know if I could give no, them No, they're the not crowd. just keeping them in the games. They're winning the yeah, games. Yeah, winning the games. Yeah. But, okay, that's that's fine. Whatever. Um, Another reaction one we got here is Josh Jacobs is currently the best running back in football. Let me, Excuse me? Let, me? let me, okay, before you before you get upset, let me, I, let me give you Josh Jacobs' uh, last three games here. So... Currently, so I'll give you his season numbers first, just as a 
overall look. I'll here. pull up all the running back stats too. So he right now is running on the year for five and a half yards per carry. He's up to thirteen hundred yards, ten touchdowns, over a hundred yards per game. Uh, he's fumbled twice this season, and as a receiver, he's now forty-two catches for three hundred thirty yards, um, eight yards per catch. So he's got sixteen hundred total yards with five games to go. You figure he gets over 100 total yards in each of these games. He's going to get over 2,000 all-purpose yards this year. And here are his last three games. So, Didn't he rush for 251 so, games? November 20th against the Broncos. 24 carries for 109 yards. Three catches for 51 yards. Against the Seahawks two weeks ago. 33 carries. 229 yards rushing. Two touchdowns. Uh, including the game winner, by the way. 86-yard touchdown in the overtime. Six catches for 74 yards. And then on Sunday against the Chargers, 26 rushes, 144 yards, and a touchdown. So it's like the last three weeks, and really, I mean, all year, he's got he's got now six, half of his games, he's got over 100 yards. Listen, I'm going to I'm gonna say if I was... I know, I know Nick Chubb is, is... If I was getting 35 carries a game, I'd be putting up those stats too. That's that's what I would say. Wow, okay, let's look at Chubb's carries. Chubb's got Chubb's got two hundred and seventeen and Josh Jacobs has two forty five. Let's talk about uh What are you talking about Saquon Barkley? Uh, I was gonna talk about him and Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry is not as good as people think. I mean, two hundred fifty eight total attempts and he has three hundred less yards than what, Josh Jacobs. What about um Austin Eckler? Eckler has been Eckler's very been good, good this year. Not running the ball. I, yeah, I else. think I think he's you like can't McCaffrey. even like really count him as a true runner, honestly, because he's just such a weapon as a receiver. Eckler so. doesn't even pop up in the top running back. Yeah, well, stats. they don't run the ball with him very yeah. often. They don't. They don't really run the ball that much at all. The Chargers. Hey, he's a great fantasy player. No, Eckler has five hundred. Well, he's yards. probably the top fantasy player this year. It's him or yeah. Jefferson, I would think. Yeah. So, uh, another one to look at. Um, well, there's a bull on Aaron. The Cowboys are the team to beat in the NFC. Absolutely not. You think that's an overreaction? Absolutely not. That's an overreaction. The team to beat in the NFC is the Philadelphia Eagles. I, yeah, I agree with that. The no. Eagles, it would shock me if they don't make it to the Super Bowl. Now, hold on. If the Cowboys destroy the Eagles on Christmas Eve, I'll be like, all right, yeah, Cowboys no, are... They, you don't they, think so? I... I firmly if the Cowboys, if the, you're telling me the Cowboys win like 42-17, and Jalen Hurts gets shut down, Dak goes off, the defense goes off. You're telling me you're going to be like, oh, Eagles I, are going to the Super Bowl. The Eagles are. Did you watch the game yesterday? The Eagles game yesterday. I mean, on Sunday. Yeah, it was, it, it, it was yeah. fourteen ten. But all of a sudden, it, it, it's twenty eight ten. They're just scoring. But the that was against the worst passing defense in the league. And how did they play against the two seed Vikings? Listen, listen. That was early in the season. That was early in the season. I, I don't like. I, I am not a fan of either team, and yeah. it would pain me to see the Eagles make a Super Bowl. I think all you guys know that. Well, personally. you did say earlier that I, it would um, be a tougher matchup for Brady. Okay, talk about fair. matchups, not team wise. All right, that's totally fair. We talk about yeah, matchups against that. Brady. So then, I mean, Justin, for you, Eagles, Cowboys, I mean, who sticks out? Are, are the Cowboys the team to beat? I would have said the Niners, and I would have meant that with complete if Yeah, well, I think Garoppolo I just think was. Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy yeah. G going down, trying yeah. to derail that. So for you, Justin. Yeah, as of now, 
I feel like the Cowboys are better, even though the Eagles have the better record. So, because really? obviously the Vikings are the up there, and then obviously we've seen Vikings lost to the Cowboys, what, 40 to 3, you said? I mean, yeah, it was a blowout. That's regardless. a blowout. I mean, again, Christmas, Christmas Eve, I mean, we'll find out. If Cowboys absolutely slaughter them, then we're going to, it's, it's going to be Dallas. If, if it's not Dallas after that, then you can't say it was a fluke if they really blow them out the water. I don't, I don't think so. So, so you don't think it's an overreaction? I, I think it's, I think it's a fair take. Wow. Okay. Yeah. There you go. See, someone, agree, someone agrees with me. So, uh, I, this is a two-parter one because I just thought about this. Is Aaron Rodgers versus the Bears the best team-to-player rivalry, rivalry in league history? Because Rodgers does say he owns the Bears, but I mean, Sam, does Aaron Rodgers Bears, is that the best team-to-player rivalry in your mind? No. Who is? I I mean... Team to play a rivalry? He's about to be like, oh, Tony Romo and the Giants uh, or something. No, but. I'm not well, going to say Taylor that. Yeah, the, the 86 you know Bears. What? No. <laughs> yeah. I did it was the Legacy game on Sunday, but it's like. You know what? Yeah. Those are amazing uniforms. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I'm just saying, you know, you're going to go mean, back I mean, in time. I, I mean, I don't know if you really count this as a rivalry, but wouldn't it be Tom Brady uh, maybe against the Bills? I would put Tom Brady against the Patriots over the Bills just because of they, they what played, that gives. They played I, one game. I, I know, but yeah, that's true. like Tom Brady's 20, 20 years or so, and then he, he comes back into Foxborough if to play. He went to the Dolphins. Different story that I would yeah. agree with you. But I don't. I think there are bigger rivalries in. So who's the best rivalry in the NFL right now? I, I, like, like 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 team like team yeah team team, team. I would say it's going to be the Bengals and the Chiefs for a while, and I'd put I put Josh Allen I'll, and I'll, Chiefs up I, there. I I would have said Bills Chiefs. Yeah, Bills Chiefs is going to be up uh, there. Or Rams Niners. Rams. Yeah, the problem is is that they're just getting old. Uh, I mean, you're going to have the Bills Chiefs for forever. But I mean, Aaron Justin, what teams stick out to you? Yeah, I mean, obviously Sunday Bengals Chiefs looked Bengals looked really nice. I mean, I going in I thought Chiefs were going to win that game. I mean, even last year in the playoffs, I thought that the Bengals were going to lose that playoff game. Obviously, the Bengals went to the Super Bowl last year. I, I think it's going to be a good matchup. I mean, you would think Mahomes has the upper, upper hand on Joe Burrow, but last three meetings, I believe, Joe Burrow has beat the Chiefs. So I think that's going to be a good matchup for 10 years plus, to be real. Sam, do you have a question? Mahomes will be fine against Joe Burrow in the playoffs. <laughs> He'll be fine. I don't know. Because he lost Burrow, to him last year. <laughs> just because he lost him, he, he hasn't beat him yet. Let's just talk about this. Last year, the Bills game, when Josh Allen played, he beat them. Josh Allen beat the Chiefs, and Patrick Mahomes beat the Bills. The well, okay, hold on. I, I know you're about to say. I know uh, you're about to say. I know yeah. you're about to say. The Bengals did beat the Chiefs in the regular season, and they did. Unfortunately, Patrick Mahomes played terrible football in the second half. But how much of that is his fault with the terrible play calling of Eric Bieniemy? Here's my thing. Here's my rebuttal to that. It's like, yeah, if Mahomes goes for 700 yards and 12 touchdowns, and the defense lets him down, still the Bengals move on. So even though that rivalry's still there, I mean, if your defense can't help you out there, I mean, Mahomes is what he signed to like a 14 year deal or something. He's getting 600 million dollars. I mean, he's going to be the future along with Josh Allen. So those guys are constantly going to play. Yeah. How does Allen and Burrow get past a guy like Mahomes? Burrow's done it. Allen hasn't. So. I, I think Allen and Mahomes, too. Um, I think all three of those guys, kind of like the the love triangle between oh, the yeah. like, of rivalries there, uh, you know, because they're all 
relatively uh, the same age, and they're going to be the next generation of quarterbacks here. You know that we watch for the next decade plus. So I think all of those rivalries uh, between each of them are great. But honestly, I think team to team right now. I don't know. I think the Giants and Cowboys are still up there. They just pulled the most viewers ever for a regular season game on Thanksgiving. You're going to so. hanging over there. You're going to leave them hanging. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Give Sam a little dap up. I mean, it's true. Like, Yeah. yeah it, it's just, I don't know. I feel like people were always like, you know, Philly and New York is the real one there or Dallas and the Eagles. But I don't know. I don't think it gets much bigger than Giants-Cowboys just because of the history there. Uh Besides that, team to team, I'm not really sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm just looking at the divisions here. I think Raiders, Chargers maybe, Raiders, Chiefs have had some good games over the last couple of years. But, uh, yeah, I would probably say Giants, Cowboys at this point. I got an up-and-coming rivalry. Bills, Bins. That's a good one. That's yeah. a good That's one, good. yeah. That's a good I didn't even think about that. But just because with about six minutes left or so, uh, someone that we didn't talk about. I mean, we talked about Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Mahomes as being like that rivalry in the AFC. I think that the one name that we're forgetting uh, is Deshaun Watson. Okay. And uh, uh, Deshaun Watson will. Uh, so Deshaun Watson will not be a top five QB at any point in his career moving forward. I would agree with that as a Browns fan, just because I mean <clears throat> they have a good offensive line. <clears throat> They're going to run the ball. It's going to be a lot of field general stuff. I mean, Deshaun Watson is going to pay $230 million to stand there and be Ryan Tannehill. So so you think it's a product of like the system that he'll yeah. never get a chance to be. So no. you think he could still be, after setting out two years, he, he could still be talented enough to be top five? He, he could be talented enough. It's just the system and the scheme. Stefanski's never going okay. to give him a chance. As long as Stefanski's the coach. Um, I think Watson's good. He's proven he's good at the same time. It's just going to be tough to kind of mold that in. But, I mean, if anyone else says anything, I mean, do you guys think that Deshaun Watson could even be a top-five guy? you got to get past Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott. I mean, could he even make it near that conversation? Personally, I don't think so. I think, I mean, obviously Deshaun Watson's done some inexcusable things. And outside of football, it's it's a whole different category. But, I mean, I didn't – obviously, after 700-plus days not playing, I, I – didn't think he was going to perform like that. I thought he was going to at least score a touchdown. And thinking ahead, being a top-five quarterback, there's, of course, there's going to be more young talent coming into the league. We have no idea what's going to happen with maybe even C.J. Stroud or other college talent. So I think, no, I think, do I think he could, this might be a crazy take, do I think he could win a Super Bowl? I think he could. Ah, I, I agree with that. I, I, I like that take. I, I don't think that's an overreaction. I think a fully healthy and a, at least played a, a good amount of a time. Played a good yeah. amount. I was trying to phrase that in the best way possible. That's Super Bowl contender, no doubt about it. So with four minutes left to go, I have one more. I just made this one up. February 11th is the Super Bowl. February 11th, this is overreaction or not an overreaction. The Super Bowl will be the Eagles versus the Chiefs, the two best teams in the league right now, statistically on both sides of the conference. Absolutely not. <laughs> wow. I, I don't wow. agree either. Wow. Aaron, what about you? Uh, the Jets. All right, relax, <laughs> dude. Uh, man, I don't know. That's hard to disagree with. Uh, I guess it's just a matter of if Burrow or, or Allen is going to get Mahomes this year, really. Uh, and 
Quite honestly, I don't know about the Bills, man. I really don't. Offensively, I don't either. I don't think they have much outside of out of Dids. Dave Davis is a nice complimentary piece, good receiver. Um, but I don't know. Uh, and then with Cincy, uh, the line still scares me a little bit with, with Burrow, protection-wise. Yeah. Um, now, he's getting the ball out a lot quicker uh, this year. You know, it's not as much of that deep stuff to chase like last year where he would just hate back let the play develop, and then he was taking these crazy deep shots that were connected all the time. And so, like, I don't know. It, it's tough. I would I would say, yeah, I think I think it'll be Eagles-Chiefs. Um, yeah, I would agree. Sam, I have a bold – this is not an overreaction, but I have a very bold take. I don't think the Giants are making the Super Bowl. You know what? I wasn't going to say the Giants <laughs> I, once. I, I knew he wasn't going to say that, but <laughs> – it, it would uh, be what, unlike you to say. What it, to is be your fair. what is your bold take? What is the your Bills' take? time frame to win the Super Bowl is in the next three years, because I think the way the Bills' offense is run through Josh Allen, they don't have a run game outside of him. Yeah, athletically, he's gonna he's I, going to decline. I you know? would only argue that just because if he's there, I think they have a decent shot. I, Even if now if Diggs leaves, that's a different conversation. Diggs is signed for another three they or four to, years. If okay, they don't so sign another run. Eight. And Diggs loves Josh Allen. He's oh, no. They're the best. Diggs is not leaving. Yeah. They need a running back. A, they do. A, an above-average running back yeah, to well, just run the ball. They thought it would be James Cook, who they drafted. But I, it could be James Cook. Been all right. Give, Maybe. give him a chance. Give Dalvin's brother a chance. But I'm going to say this. I think Mahomes is going to be there. And I think the way Mahomes plays athletically, he can pass and he can run. I think they have a great run game. It does. It's not just one guy. It's a great committee on the Chiefs. Yeah, Isaiah Pacheco. South Jersey guy. Yeah, I went to Rutgers. Yeah, yeah. violent Justin, right? High school, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so there you go. Did we you got... ever know him or yeah, see him? Yeah, he's. I mean, he's only a year older than me, actually. So. Oh, wait. wow. That's, wait, that's you crazy. Class with him? I mean, yeah, we had Jim. We had... Uh, <laughs> so imagine playing flag football with yeah, him. Right. He just runs people yeah, over. I'm matched I mean, up with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, coming in, we, I mean, we all knew he was going to go D1. It was just... Yeah. It was just where, and then, I mean, Rutgers recruited him, and then it was... I mean, I, I've been to Cole Rutgers games myself. I mean, I I always thought he could make the league, and I, and I was hyped that he got drafted last year. So. Yeah, he was, he's, he's catching from Mahomes. He's honestly one of the better players to come out of Rutgers in a while. He yeah. was really good. So You're a Rutgers guy, Aaron. I am. I am. Rutgers not too hot. Not too hot. But that's <laughs> this is the third and long podcast. We talked NFL here, not not the collegiate rights. Well, that's gonna do it for us on third and long. You can catch us next Tuesday at two o'clock where we cover Thursday, Sunday, Monday. Basically all the football games going on as well as we make our march closer to the playoffs. You've been listening right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. You have been listening to Third and Long with your hosts Aaron Hook and Nick Carlson. Make sure to tune in weekly for new episodes. You can find Third and Long in every Rowan Radio sports podcast by searching Rowan Radio On Demand Sports wherever you find your podcasts.